This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. We'll care a lot about it because this is not the fundamental interest of our two countries and people. Joe Biden in China right now, as a matter of fact, he is speaking following his conversa- uh, conversations. There, I wonder, just a quick aside, does anybody... Because when you have an interpreter, whatever this interpreter is saying, I am implicitly trusting, yes, she is accurately reflecting what has just been said. But, like, what if she's screwing with us? Well, she's making stuff up as she goes. The translator? Yeah. That happens. Well, I don't know that it happens at this level, but I, I, uh, when I was in college, I went to Costa Rica, and they said the, the people down there knew English and that we'd be fine. I knew very little Spanish. Um, and the minister, and I, but I understood it pretty well, but I, not enough to translate. And the minister gave the most beautiful sermon I've ever seen. And the translator, and it was just like, Jesus loves you. Like after every line, and I was like, that is for sure not what he's saying. So I, I do wonder if we get the full picture on the translations. I'm sure at this level, we, we get a better understanding. But right now, all we're getting is the, a, what they're calling a readout, which is kind of like an official summary of the meeting. Um, and it's very, uh, very positive and polished and so i want to see the video and i want to get the real read of and not biden's version of the meeting or the biden administration's version of the meeting and so it's going to take a minute for us to get some more details on that meanwhile chinese president xi jinping apparently pulling out trying to pull out a baller move trying to pee on the fire hydrant as soon as uh, him and joe uh, got introduced to each other Oh yeah, I guess there was a video of him uh, when they when they shook hands and he stood in front of the flags and just stood his ground and Biden had to kind of walk to him to shake his hand, which is kind of a they so, didn't walk together. He stood still. So instead of walk, yeah, instead of walking towards each other, it's a power move. It's almost like if Andy Humphrey and I are shaking hands first time we meet in his business. Like if I hold your hand longer than that, I guess it doesn't sound right. But you know what I mean. Like you're supposed to be the last. Isn't that supposed to be power? Like when you shake hands, don't be the first to let go. It's That's so move. awkward. I would be. That's hard to do, too. <laughs> but people do read a lot into handshakes, and I used to not be that person. But, yeah, if people have, like, a wimpy or, like, awkward handshake, I it's an immediate, like, mm, no for me. Uh, I had a guy just recently said, man, you shake my hand too hard. He's an odd duck, but he said, you squeezing too hard. It's a power move. I'm like, me? Power move? No. I, uh, next day, I said, hey, buddy, how's your hand? He didn't think it was as funny as I did. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, there's another baller, John Marsh. How are you today? Good. How are you? Excellent. Uh, Andy Humphrey in for Brian Houseworth. Hey. Uh, car, uh, producer Hannah is here. Hello. That's uh, Stephanie Bell, of course. This is a little disconcerting. Uh, Stephanie Bell flies more than just about anybody I know. I'm flying next weekend to, uh, I say it's to go see the grandkids, but it's really a ski trip. Grandkids? No, I'm kidding. Are you going to ski? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? I'm already. I'm watching uh, all the mountains there to see which one we're going to. I'm already adjusting my. I was at the gym yesterday. Uh, oh, good lord! But I'm adjusting my work. I'm doing more squat to get ski to, to get ski ready. I know. I'm hoping that roller skating prepped me because we're going to go skiing in January. Stephanie drank a bottle of a wild turkey over the weekend and went I roller skating. <laughs> I thought it was Jack. <laughs> so, one of those. But I feel like roller skating and skiing. I mean, they're kind of similar. Right? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Or roller skate downhill. You know, that would probably not be a thrill. So, Brandon, how long have you been adjusting your workouts for this? Uh, about a week now. 
Yeah, a little over a week. So a couple of weeks before I go skiing, I like to just, you know. And you ski with the grandkids, don't you? Sometimes. Well, we On go. The bunny slopes. We we go to the same mountain, but I, I don't ski with them. I left. Sometimes I do for fun. Uh, so I'm going to be flying. So this is a, a little disconcerting. A passenger with box cutters apparently uh, prompted a Frontier Airlines flight to make an emergency landing in Atlanta. Apparently a box cutter got through TSA. I don't care. Whatever. But that's one of those things. You know, we hold uh, TSA and, and people with these important jobs, we kind of hold them in this high esteem. And it's kind of like, you know, it's like people who, for example count ballots following an election <laughs> human beings are doing and human beings are prone to make mistakes yeah i'm not going to name any names but actually on that same trip where i went to costa rica and we flew back we were doing a lot of work and there was a misplaced tool i won't say what kind of tool in the backpack that got on the airplane that was it in yours it was not um it was not mine <laughs> was it in yours it was not in okay. mine but um but you know you, we took a whole bunch of stuff down there trying to unload it you get lots of pockets on your backpack and it was like once you're on the plane with something you're like oh no but like yeah they didn't they didn't grab they didn't catch it it's crazy tsa uh, mistakes happen tsa telling us over the weekend they're saying they looked at friday's incident and found its security checkpoint agents at northern kentucky international airport northern kentucky international airport well they were going to rename columbia the columbia international airport right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, the new terminal is worthy of that name, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, they failed to adhere to protocol when they discovered a box cutter in the man's carry-on luggage, which later caused the diversion when he allegedly threatened passengers mid-flight. Yikes. Person in custody. All that. I don't know. Did anybody look at the video of that mid-air uh, air show collision? That happened at Dallas. That's stuff like, like when, uh, like we see stories out of Portland, San Francisco, and New York all the time. These people get jumped. Uh, they get beaten by a gang of people. I don't like why that stuff. That I, I don't get a good feeling when I watch it. So I don't want to see the video of what happened in Dallas uh, over the weekend. But as an Air Force brat, Marsh, this is kind of stuff. I'm like, man, those things can, and sometimes from time to time, they do happen. Yeah, it was a beast. World War II vintage B-17 and a World War II vintage fighter crashed into each other, and down they went. I have a friend. His name is uh, uh, Richard. As a matter of fact, he's a regular commentator on our Wake Up Mid-Missouri video feed on uh, on YouTube and on the Facebook channels. He was, I think it was 1988 Ram, Ramstein Air Force Base in mm-hmm. Germany. Massive uh, uh, catastrophe there. He was there, and I don't want to. Say, I don't want to tell my friend's story. That's for him to tell. Uh, he was. He was there. He was in the service, serving our country. Jack, this dude up for life, and he will tell you that he was there. He witnessed it, and he said, "You just can't imagine." And so that was what almost forty years ago. This guy's still affected by what he saw. So I don't even want to look at the video. I had a friend who was at that. Who was with American Forces Radio and TV covering that Ramstein mm. air show crash, and I remember remember well from him. And his video went to all the major networks. Yeah, I just see for me. I, I just don't like uh, man. I, call me a, a pansy or whatever the word is, but I just I don't like seeing that stuff. But this stuff is cool. Amy Coney Barrett, SCOTUS, uh, she's a Justice Supreme Court of the United States, obviously appointed and then uh, uh, appointed by former President Trump. She's getting up to do a thing over the over the weekend. Was oh, this at Federal Society? I'm usually there. This is the first year that I missed it in like 
five years, I'm sad. Oh, I thought this was cool because anytime there's uh, people make threats or, or do things, especially towards politicians, we freak out. People forget that following, especially following the Dobbs decision earlier this year, the number of folks that turned out at the home. Remember, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, there was uh, somebody put together as an assassination uh, uh, plan. They wanted to assassinate him. Amy Coney Barrett had people showing up at her house protesting uh, last or not last night, but over the weekend. She gets up to much applause. I know not the best audio, but I want you to hear. It's nice to have lots of people making a lot of noise and not be at your house. Yeah, and that event is at the Union Station, part of the National Fed Sock Convention. And imagine, I think usually they do 2,000 people. It's sold out. So I can imagine the audio wasn't as good, but people were probably very excited. That would be, have been her first appearance and speech at that event. And people have been waiting for that for a while. Nice. Um, tonight, uh, Andy, what's uh, national weather? I know you've been chatting with the National Weather Service. What are they telling us about snow tonight? Well, uh, one to two inches possible and probably north of us, maybe even chances for a little bit more. Uh, Going to start probably later this evening around 7, be really light, and then most of it will happen around between like midnight and 9 a.m. tomorrow, and so then your morning commute gets a little bit tough uh, if you're trying to drive into work tomorrow. So just enough to be kind of a pain in the rear end, it sounds just like. Enough. Just enough. Marsh, what's on your uh, radar this morning? Where are some stories that have been catching your eyes from over the weekend? Yeah, we kind of had a kind of a sad one from over in New Melly, over by St. Louis. There was a story about an elderly couple who both died in a house fire, basically because the the elderly husband wouldn't leave the disabled wife behind inside the house. Man, that's like notebook stuff. The notebook. I'm talking about the 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 movie. Like that's see, that is like wow. Uh, that stuff is. Man. Kenneth Kenneth and Phyllis Zare, both 84, died in the fire. It happened Thursday at New Melly, and they said apparently the floor that was their escape route collapsed because he'd gone to the door to let the firefighters in and gone back into the house to be with his wife. Man, that's a crazy, uh, crazy story. Coming up uh, a little bit later, I'm anxious to hear. So we're following what uh, what Biden is saying in China. We don't know uh, basically what Steph is getting. It's just kind of state state stuff. Oh, real positive. Things look good. Um, but I'm anxious to hear Gary Nolan's take. He's here at 9 o'clock this morning on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Do want to remind you as we get ready for the holidays, we're doing our holiday wish again this year. Uh, Hibbit Sports Love Columbia Common Ground Coffee in Jefferson City. Uh, trying to help folks out. I know a lot of us, you know, we want to help during the holiday. We always want to help, especially during the holidays. What can I do? Well, here's an option for you. Go to the websites, 939theeagle.com or kwos.com. Look for a holiday wish, and you could, uh, you, it's really easy to submit. You'll see the icon that you just go and submit, and just some ways that we can help. Coming up, 825, we're going to be doing the Morning Bell business news. A little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you. What do you have for us today? Have you heard the name Sam Bankman-Fried? Sam Bankman-Fried. I'd heard that. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Good morning, 825. Time for the Morning Bell business news. little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you. Okay. I have a hard time understanding crypto, but I'm going to try with this story because it matters and because it's 
fascinating. So there's this 30-year-old kid. He's on like the cover of Fortune a couple years ago. People are saying he's the next Warren Buffett. He's like some whiz kid. I think both parents are like Stanford professors or something. He's like super smart. He's got crazy hair. He wears wears weird clothes. Like people are like, oh, he's so mysterious. Eccentric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been on stage with like Bill Clinton and other people. He's got stars behind his company. Um, I think uh, Giselle and, and Tom Brady are like, yeah, get this. He's a crypto bro. Um, and his his crypto thing was FTX, um, and it had its own coins or tokens or something called FTT. And um, and we talked a little bit about it this week because they had this competitor, this other crypto competitor called Binance. Um, and and so there's this weird thing between the two companies that are like rivals, and the Binance guy is is kind of tweeting about how they don't have enough money to back up all of this all of the coins basically and 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 sbf this famous guy sam bankman freed this young crazy haired guy um is also tweeting back and forth at this finance guy then they they find out they're in trouble people are starting to get really nervous um the r- rival company binance is like yeah we'll 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 buy you we'll save you and then the last minute it's like never mind and then on like sunday there was a run and i guess like six billion dollars was divested or, or withdrawn from FTX and basically they didn't have enough money. They find out maybe it's a giant Ponzi scheme and they actually didn't have all of all of that those funds. Um, and then suddenly all of the other accounts were drained to zero. Um, and so Twitter has gone wild um, about this whole thing, about this wonder kid who now has lost, he had like a, like $16 billion or something fortune and now he has zero apparently. Um, and he just, he lived a really weird life. But more importantly, I think, and this is where I, it came across my Twitter feed. There were articles. He spent $40 million on the midterms. And I get, you got to wonder, who was he supporting? Who hmm. was he supporting? Uh, if he's appeared, I'm going to stereotype. He appeared, he's appeared with people like Bill Clinton. I, mm-hmm. I would get, I don't know. $40 million on Democrats. Wow. In, and, you know, of course, now if his company would have gone bankrupt before the midterms, he wouldn't have any money to spend on the Democrats. But apparently, I think they were saying behind, like, George Soros, he's the number two donor in the last cycle to Democrats. And now, apparently, all of his money was basically fraudulently obtained. Um, he... Some people have said he's on the run. I haven't confirmed that. Um, but definitely he's under federal investigation because, you know, there are a lot of people, even serious investors, and a lot of people are being kind of caught with their pants down because they are, you know, these these serious people. And they're like, we met him. He's great. It's kind of like an Elizabeth Holmes. And I was kind of obsessed with her whole thing. Um, what was her company called? Gosh, darn it. Um, Theranos. Theranos. Yeah. It's kind of like that where people were just so obsessed with the person and they got duped. And you have to wonder what kind of, you know, uh, personality or person can do that and then um, lose that amount of money. And and again, on a larger scale, it's starting to affect. We knew crypto markets were not doing well last week with all of this going on. And and now, you know, crypto has been trying to the industry as a whole has been trying to say we're legit. There's actually, you know, real stuff here. It's not just like fake in- internet coins. And this is a, a huge blow to that whole market um, and to cryptocurrency in general. And now um, the people that are on the side of FTX have kind of been pointing the finger at Binance, who kind of started this whole thing and saying like, hey, they've got problems too. And we're not sure, you know, they're completely backed up with cash. Um, and so I think everyone in the crypto market, it's just like a free free fall and people are really nervous um, if you weren't already a little bit nervous about crypto before. Um, and so it's just, it's a huge story. And people are saying this is like worse than like, 
any financial scandal ever. And it's a made-for-TV or radio program. And that's your uh, Morning Bell with Stephanie Bell. Isn't that weird? A lot of people who are... Uh, I don't know if brilliant is the right word, but those next-level thinkers, a lot of them, they... T- eccentric. I don't want to say weird, but weird. A lot of them. Only because when you have that much money, like, if you were wearing something weird, I would tell you. But if you were really rich, I probably wouldn't. I'd be like, <laughs> you can do whatever you want, dude. Uh, if you're poor, that's weird. But if you're rich, it's... Eccentric. Eccentric. Coming up a few minutes from now. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. All right. That's the local dude, Josh Ray. He, he, he actually came on the show. It's one of my two following this, uh, following this song, which actually ended up being the hit of the summer. It was not Trudy Bush, Valentine. Very good. <laughs> it was not the big hit of the summer like Trudy Bush Valentine predicted for her Trudy Bush Valentine uh, song, Columbia. Uh, you know, this still am- uh, amazes me, and I, I, I can imagine, uh, no matter where you are in, in mid-Missouri, every time this uh, guy, I've been dealing with this for at least seven years now, but, um, you know, there's there's people, whether it's Randolph County, Cole County, Callaway County, Monotaw, Howard, Audrain, like all standing in a big circle surrounding Columbia, pointing and laughing. Why can't y'all get your trash in line? Seven years here on the show. We talk about roll carts and then the, the, the bag system where they put, what a great marketing ploy. Hey, let's take the name of our city and let's put the name of our city on these trash bags so that way whenever people put their trash out and people come through and they drive through the neighborhoods and they see, hey, look on that trash bag, City of Columbia. Got to be one of the most incredibly stupid, most asinine marketing ideas I We're have. Proud of our garbage! My gosh! And these are the same people, city leadership in Columbia. Hey, you know what else we'll promote? We'll promote downtown Columbia, it's the campus and downtown and the nightlife, and it's eclectic. And then you know what we'll do next? We'll put most of our homeless services in downtown, where we encourage visitors to come from. <laughs> My goodness. This is insane. You know when they have some fun? I know in Tennessee they do a really good job of the uh, the the lights on the highways and they tell like jokes about driving. You know, they're just so like funny. MoDOT. Yeah, MoDOT does a good job too. Um, and I think we should have had fun with the trash bags. We should have put like Kansas is trash, M-I-Z or something. You know, like we should have. And I think people would have actually gone to buy the bags and gotten excited about it. But That would have worked. Well, now they're back after years and years. No roll carts, no roll carts. Because why? Well, they're too hard. And well, how come no roll carts? Well, because this is the way we've always done it. And by the way, how's that working out in Maricopa? We're Bill Gates, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. People have been asking, man, you want to get Brian Hansen, start the Gary Nolan show all riled up? Ask him why it takes so long to count votes. Bill Gates, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, explains why it's taking so long to count all those votes. We still don't know the winner in the Arizona gubernatorial race. A lot of people are talking about this. Well, first of all, it's very standard. This is how things work in Arizona and have for decades. You could say the same thing. You could take what Bill Gates is saying there. This is the way we've always done it. This is how it works in Columbia. How come you're dumping your trash out on the curb in city of Columbia monogram trash bag? Why? Why? Well, because it's just the way we've always done it. That's how it works in Columbia. Everything this dude said you could apply to trash bags. Well, now city council is. And, John, I don't know if this was a couple of things 
you try to do whenever you want stories to kind of go under the radar, which is why a lot of times we get a lot of bad news on Fridays. Why? Because the organization, the politicians, whoever, they put it out on Friday. And what happens? The majority of people mostly check out of the news cycle on weekends. Let's release this bad news on Friday. Kind of let it slowly cook over the weekend. And by the time we get to Monday morning, it'll be done. Most news organizations will have forgotten about it. I'm it wonder- used to be a lawyer thing, too. When your fax machine went off at like 4.30 on a Friday, you knew something that you didn't want to see was coming through. Usually something from the government. You ever done this? Called and left a voicemail for somebody? that they <laughs> Like late afternoon on a Friday? No, I try not to leave voicemails for people because it's rude. Send me an email. Leaving a voicemail is rude? Yes. I... You know, I, I don't ever leave voicemails. Exactly. My phone that I've had, this very phone that I've had for six years now, is not even set up to take voicemail. That's also rude, by the way. I don't know if it's rude. I just, <laughs> I find it very <laughs> That's rude, Jeff. That's rude of you. <laughs> I just, it's such a pain in the rear, especially on like a landline, to have to call your voicemail number, enter the password, have to type in a bunch of numbers to get to your new messages. It's just a pain in the tush. You have a landline? Well, oh. <laughs> here it work. Here it work. Can I get your beeper number? What's that? Uh, yeah. Um, but you're, yeah, I'm, I'm not a bit, I don't like to leave uh, messages and I don't know how, I think the last time I accidentally got into my voicemail on my phone, there were like 97 voicemails and I'm like, well, I don't know how to. Uh, yeah, the chances of me responding are not, not well. Somebody we need to call though, Hannah, they have not reemerged lately and I really want them to. Como Raccoons Against Roll Cart. That <laughs> Facebook group, it's still alive. But it's not been very active. And I think that's why, Brandon, because the news stories have been under the radar, getting no one's really paying attention. And no, it's a time of year for all the roadkill is what's got the <laughs> raccoons. So you know why we get a lot of roadkill this time of year? And I don't know, deer, sure, they're running. They hear gunshots like, oh, crap, here they come. And they take off and they cross uh, 54 and boom, they get hit. But apparently it's this time of year for all roadkill because it's, again, it's mating season uh, for not just deer, but like most mammals in the wild kingdom. And that's just, that's one of, besides thumbs, being able to procreate whenever we want. That's the other thing I think that separates us from most mammals in the animal kingdom. We don't have, we don't wait for that one. Oh my God, it's that season. We can do it whenever. So that and thumbs. I don't feel like we're that far separated. I think <laughs> it's not, I feel like I've seen a lot of people do something stupid for a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> homecoming. Um, glad you could be here. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I've introduced uh, everybody. So yeah, City of, and I'm wondering, the City of Columbia, do they work this back in during while everybody was hyper-focused on the elections because they knew they were going to get a lot of, I don't know if they get congratulatory comments or a lot of uh, uh, throwback. Been trying to do this for seven years now. So now this. But we've been prohibited from even talking about it because of that weird charter amendment. So they couldn't even, couldn't even talk about roll carts there for a bit um and it, i mean every other community has it i voted on the board of alderman for ashland to get a recycling cart added to our trash cart and i got outvoted and i'm still bitter about it because i still have to break it down my boxes put them in my trunk drive them across town put them in a different dumpster and 
curbside recycling there was a lot of heat right it john in jeff city i was there when Big we got time. it and it Big was time. it and i was one of the people i was like i don't don't force this on me it should be optional and that wasn't an option and once i got it it was wonderful and you don't hear many complaints in jeff city about curbside recycling anymore well it was the like whole it. mandatory trash service that yep. got them initially and then then it became the two stream thing that they called it with one was trash and one was recyclables and i think the vast majority of people just got used to it and the vast majority of people just put trash in both bins, which is basically what I did, but <laughs> which was nice. But um, I, I don't know how much actually gets recycled. We would have to talk to the experts, but I think it's less than than the recycle people had hoped. I'm thinking there's going to be, uh, I don't know, for some of the people that have been in city leadership for a while in Columbia, it's got to be, I don't know if humiliating is the right word, but like for years, man, come on. And now, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. People have been saying for a long time, why not do this? Now, the only thing I can think of that's more humiliating than that, and this just occurred to me, um, sometimes in some of these local uh, sheriff's departments, sorry, technical issues, um, and I've never seen this before, except for in mid-Missouri. And I'm, I don't know, I'm guessing it's smaller sheriff's departments. But like when you get arrested, and I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to be arrested in your lifetime. It's not a fun experience. But... Um, by the way, I've never been arrested for anything serious. But usually... <laughs> well, who determines that? Yeah, yeah, I know. Me. The judge. <laughs> yeah, the judge. <laughs> we'll just give you a year's probation, Rather, No need for you to serve time in the jail. But anyway, so when you get arrested, you know, you have your like your inmate check-in number. And there's some sheriff's departments. I don't know if you've ever seen the mugshots. Like, you, you know, it's got your name and the date, the booking info and all that. And in some of these local sheriff's departments, you have to hold your own thing where usually it's at least in my experience it's been electronic and i can't think of anything more humiliating than not only have you been arrested and got to get a mug shot your name's you got to write your name in magic marker <laughs> with the date you got arrested you're like fill this form out sir uh come here, i just i just thought it was in it's got to be because you're arrested anyway which is humiliating and here you got to hold up your own watch your own out for people. this dude he's like six eight yikes did you see that there's a guy in Miller County. He's a former Miller County, uh, our school district uh, teacher. He's uh, has pled guilty, pled guilty recently. Some uh, pretty nasty stuff. But they're holding your own, holding your own thing. Here's my name, my date of birth, and the charges. Coming up just a few minutes from now, Leftover. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Leftovers, uh, some things on the show we didn't get a chance to get to during the uh, regular portion of the show. So before we scoot into the Gary Nolan show, we're going to open up our refrigerators and see some of the things that we did not get time to get into. And this is just uh, just a quick aside, but I'm, as I'm, I'm, we're awaiting results out of Arizona. Uh, Democrats uh, will control the Senate. Uh, results in that Senate race coming in from Arizona and Nevada over the weekend. The only one out there is the runoff in Georgia. Correct, which I think happens December 6th? I think December 6th. Yeah. It's a month. Last time, I think we had to wait two months for the Georgia runoff. This one's pretty quick. Ah, uh, and that'll be fun, he said facetiously. But I got to wondering, uh, I've been talking about election stuff back in 1940. You remember the big old fake uh, headline said, Dewey defeats Truman. There was even the Chicago Daily Tribune headline, Dewey defeats Truman. And I'm thinking about all those people in Chicago. It's 1948. Not everybody had televisions. Television wasn't prevalent like it is now. They had to rely on radio. Really, the original social media in my mind, I swear. But I'm wondering, like, 
So you can put out a bad tweet, you can put out false info, and boom, even if something comes out, let's say something came out in the Jefferson City News Tribune. I'm not knocking the News uh, Tribune, but let's say something came out in the newspaper. Somebody goes to the break time, they buy a copy of the Jefferson City News Tribune, and there's an inadvertent mistake in there, and there's no social media, nothing like that. All those people walking around that day, they were thinking that Dewey did defeat Truman. I wonder how did you do corrections back then? Because you would have think about you would have people for like twenty four hours if you're just relying on the newspaper for twenty four hours it would go around spreading fake news. That's it. You had to wait till the next edition. That's crazy. All for right. Sure. What's in your fridge, Steph? Uh, the guy. He's an Iranian man who spent eighteen years living in Paris's airport. Just died, and people will remember him. He. Uh, basically inspired the 2004 film The Terminal, starring Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. But he had um, some sort of issue uh, because he wasn't allowed to leave due to lack of proper documentation. So he just lived at the airport, and then even after France, like basically granted him entry, he chose to live there for a while anyway. Um, he recently returned to the airport, but he has since died. So. Where would you rather people watch, Walmart, County Fair, or an airport? It's a it's a close call. County fair, that's County what I'm fair? thinking. Really? I think so. Where's Mark? the airport? Is it the international <laughs> airport or yeah. the one one across the river? It's Northern Kentucky International Airport, where TSA apparently let uh, inadvertently let somebody in with a box cutter caused a big uh, big issue. Marsh, what have you got for leftovers? Well, we had a Jefferson City man who was convicted of starting a fire and calling in a fake threat to the elderly and disabled uh, high rise. Ended up just getting probation. Really? Yeah, Hankel Jones last week. The judge sentenced him to five years of supervised probation for second-degree arson after he agreed to plead guilty. Prosecutor's office had initially charged him with making a terroristic threat, but they dropped that. He was arrested uh, back in October of last year after he apparently set the fire in his own apartment and then called in an active shooter threat at the Jackson Street uh, elderly high-rise here. It also says he has to be under a doctor's orders for treatment. So I don't know if that whole angle played in or not. But There is a story of KRCG, Mark Slavitt, who's been, uh, been around here for a long time. Uh, he's got a story. Candlelight Lodge, and Rima, you were talking about the, in the uh, elderly buildings, but the Candlelight Lodge, and I don't know the full story. This is just what KRCG is saying. Candlelight Lodge assisted living home closing with 30-day notice to residents. And the story is apparently some folks got uh, got letters saying, hey, uh, we're shutting down. And by the way, we're doing this in 30 days. Merry and, Christmas. Yeah. And an email the family members obtained by KRCG Candlelight Lodge informed family members they had 30 days to make new arrangements. I've never had to put anybody into a, an assisted living or a retirement home. Two things I know about it. I know it takes a long time. And the other thing I know is it's not fun. Can't imagine uh, what these people must be going through. So the guy got probation. And it sounds like so he's got to go through treatment like maybe he's got mental issues or something. Kind of reads like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because I'm, I'm wondering. So somebody says... Oh, man, this dude made a threat, a high-rise tower where, where older uh, people live, and he got probation? Yeah, I'm on. Why not? I'm going to do that, too. Very little consequences. What's Elon been up to here in Leftovers? Uh, he's been starting chaos on Twitter, apparently. 
Um, and it's hard. There's so much chaos. It's hard to fact check any of it. But essentially, you can pay $8 and get your little blue check mark. And before blue the, check mark verified is for real you. Yeah. And so before, like if you were trying to figure out what a big company was saying, if they had the blue check mark, it was to be trusted, quote unquote. Um, and so a lot of people went out there, got a name really close to an important company and paid $8 and then tweeted something insane. Um, and it tanked their like the actual company's value. Now it's coming back because people are re- realizing it's a dupe. But you were talking about you know in the days of papers, how do you you know how do you correct it? Correct fake Wait. news. And st- this stuff has been going so viral so fast that I mean people on Twitter are like, I'm leaving. This is horrible. And other people are just like, I'm enjoying the chaos, right? <laughs> Um, and so I know Hannah and I both have had recent experiences this last week of tweets that, you know, normally wouldn't get much traction, getting quite a bit of traction. And I'm wondering, you know, is it because he fi- fired the 3,000 people that were content moderating or whatever? I, I mean, I don't know. Oh, you can um, follow Stephanie on Twitter. At Stephanie S. Bell. And Hannah's on there, too. Producer underscore 